Today, I have such an incredible and empowering guest. She's a friend. She's a wife. She's a mom of three. She's a conscious parenting coach and been my conscious parenting coach. She lives in Florida and I have the amazing Rebecca Gez. And you guys, I'm really excited about this conversation today because I know that this show is all about awakening what's within you. But what I love about Rebecca's work is she's all about educating, supporting, and empowering parents to communicate and connect effectively with their children in a gentle and respectful way. And in doing so, she's also supporting parents to communicating with their children through connection and also healing and supporting through them that also with their own people. And what I love about that is that, you know, when we talk about awakening on this show, there's so much to our spiritual awakening and our growth and everything we go through. And Rebecca taps into that as well, which is why we connected so well when it came to my own, you know, um, healing and journey and everything I've gone through. So I'm really excited for you guys to get to hear all about her journey and how she got into the parenting realm. So Rebecca, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Ali. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here and to have this conversation with you. So excited. So I told a little bit, obviously, about what's going on with you in the parenting space, but why don't you take us back a little bit since this is a spiritual journey show and all about spirituality and our own awakenings, my own awakening. Why don't you share a little bit about your own journey of kind of what that was like, why that led you into the conscious parenting space, and then we can kind of further dive into the beautiful duality of the conscious parenting and how spirituality and healing ties in. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. So, um, I always knew that I wanted to be a respectful and gentle parent. You know, I think parenting is something I I always wanted to be a mom. Um, that being said, of course, I think like every parent, we have this idea of what motherhood is going to be like, and then it happens. And usually there are so many bumps along the way and so many, um, you know, just, things go differently than we think they're going to go from every aspect, whether it's in through it, con- conceiving our children, the pregnancy, the birth, you know, um, and then having our children. And, and I could, and I knew how I wanted to parent. Um, and I did pretty well, I would say for the first um, couple of years, but when I had my third child, um, I got to a place where my husband was out working a lot at night. And, um, I was home alone with the three, the th- like five years old, two and a half year old and a baby, a baby with really bad reflux, a baby who would scream every time I put her down. And I'd have to like somehow bathe my other two with a screaming baby in the crib. And everyone had wanted so much from me. And I hit a breaking point. I really, um, was struggling to parent the way I wanted to parent was struggling to feel connected to myself, was struggling to really like find like to connect with my parental intuition, to, to find the peace and love within parenting, which I wanted to, like, I wanted parenting to be something that I loved and connected with. I wanted to relate to my children in a conscious and gentle and respectful way. And I, I couldn't get myself there. Like I kept finding myself falling short of the kind of parent I wanted to be. And I could see it so clearly. I could see who I wanted to be. I could see how I wanted to handle the challenges. You know, I could see how I wanted to communicate with my children and I just couldn't bring myself there. And it was that moment that made me realize, I said like, you know, it took up until my third child and that's when I kind of felt like I didn't have it all together and and I I was hitting breaking point a lot. But what I did realize in that 
was that it wasn't just with my third child. It's just that I somehow was able to manage it until then. You know, there were buttons always being pushed, but it wasn't too much. The third one kind of hit a breaking point where I said to myself, like, okay, this is like spiraling completely out. This is not how I want to behave. I'm not able to find the language that I really want to use to communicate with my children. You know, um, I'm not able to find my calm in those really challenging moments. And I'm just, you know, and then of course my oldest was getting a little bit older. The challenges that she was navigating were different. And I didn't, I just felt like I didn't know how to best support her. So I decided to kind of go into a conscious parenting journey where I did a certification in, in conscious parenting with the intention of learning it for myself and maybe then being able to support other parents through, through that as well, which of course is what I ended up doing with it. But it was really, truly mostly for me. It was to, to, because I, I knew how I wanted to parent. I knew that I, it's like, I wanted to create this connection, this sacred space between me and my children. And I just couldn't bring myself there. But what ended up, what I ended up also discovering and and uncovering about myself is, you know, all the things that were happening (laughs) from the, basically from the time I was even pregnant that I, that I didn't really go into, you know, the, the fear, the worries, the anxiety, um, perhaps the different challenges that I had as a new mom that I just, I think so many of us, we don't, we don't realize they're normal and they're okay. And we kind of gloss over them until we hit that breaking point. And we're like, wait a second, there's something inside of me saying like, I need to quote unquote, get help, find that support, you know? And so I think that that was a really pivotal moment of awakening for me, you know? And so when I said in the beginning, I kind of like had it, you know, I had it all together. I was all good until I had my third. I think I was in some way. Yes. But I think it was just like, I didn't understand how much more there was to learn and grow if that makes sense, you know, and I, I just kind of like kept going through the motions without necessarily really growing through them as much as I, as I could have been. And that was my process. And that's great. So that wasn't my first, I would say like big awakening moment. Um, And then the second one was about a year ago, actually. And I had at that point been doing conscious parenting work for a little while, but it wasn't my focus only. And I was also working a an admin job. And I realized that there was so much more that I wanted to do and so much more that I wanted to be and so much more that I had to share in the world. And that was like my second awakening. So I really look at it as like these two big pivotal moments in my life. And I can remember where I was in each point, you know, like where I was sitting and what was going through my mind and all the feelings that I was having. And I realized like there was a lot more that I wanted to share with the world and what kept kind of what like helped me to push through and take that leap into this realm completely. And for this to be all that I focus on is this thought of um, what, you know, what I want my children to take the leap. Do I believe that they would owe it to themselves to, to do more and to follow their dreams and their hopes. And, and, you know, and I also saw how much it positively shifted and changed my relationship with my children, but even more importantly, my relationship with myself being on this journey. So I see it as like these two awakenings kind of that happened, which now, and now we're sitting here. Yeah. Wow. So powerful. And thank you for sharing that. And, and, you know, being so vulnerable about that, because I think as moms, especially we, of course, like 
shame ourselves and we have guilt and we have all these things that we feel like you said, it's like, I just pushed it around as normal. Like, Oh, it's just normal that I feel that way. It was just normal that that's what's going on with me right now. And you just kind of keep just going with emotions and you're right. And it's interesting, you know, everyone in their awakening journeys that I've met and spoken to, whether it's parenting, whether it's spirituality, whether it's child, you know, healing, inner child healing, whatever it may be, they all have the same thing in common. They went through a breakthrough and they had to break that down in order to get to the breakthrough. And, you know, it's, um, it's interesting when you think about, you know, all the different traumas we've all been through um, in our lives and whether it seems like big trauma or small trauma, it's still trauma and how that affects us. And you describing the things you were going through, even though, of course, there was nothing quote unquote traumatic happening to you. It was traumatic in a sense, because you were dealing with, you know, these three children and you're trying to be the best mom possible and show up and you can't even connect with yourself and you're trying to just go through the motions and, and, you know, be in this space and it's traumatic on you. And it's almost like you went through such a, you know, a breakdown to be able to be like, this isn't working. This isn't making me happy. This isn't what I, you know, um, picture this to be. This isn't what I envisioned for myself as a mom, for my children, all of it. And then, you know, like you said, you kind of, you know, went within and started connecting back to you. And it was like this two-part journey of like how to be conscious with your children, but then also almost to be like how you could be conscious with Rebecca. And what I would love for you to speak to before we dive further into the kind of parenting space of this, is like how it kind of connected to spirituality for you, how you kind of went on that journey and realized that there was a lot more to this, because I know from like doing sessions with you and working with you like we've done a lot of that inner child work for me. We've done a lot of the Akashic records. We've talked about a lot of, a lot of the healing and the spirituality that all ties in that I think more and more people are waking up to how much all this ties in on every level of our lives, but how important it is, especially as parents to realize how much of that we do have to heal in order to be in a conscious space before you can even say, I want to consciously parent that's all well and good. I realize this too. I would be a conscious parent. But then when you actually realize what that work means, it actually starts with the work within you. So will you start with kind of that? Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. It really does. Because you see our children are our mirrors. And so every button that they push, every little thing that they do that annoys us and triggers us is not, has nothing to do with them is really all about us. And Conscious parenting, like you said, so beautifully and so perfectly is like, we can learn the language, we can learn the vocabulary, you know, we can like, you know, gentle hands, we can learn the phrases, but if we don't work on ourselves in those moments of feeling deeply triggered, we will not be able to access those words. Like the vocabulary goes straight out of our heads, A, and B, we also, you know, our children are observing us constantly. And they're soaking up everything. And I know that this is something that, you know, I think this is like something that everyone has heard before, but really to understand like on a really deep level that the spiritual work we do on ourselves is directly affecting our children. The way that they process what's happening around them, the way that they relate to other people, the way most importantly, the way that they relate to themselves and what will become their own spiritual process as they grow, you know, is all so deeply reflected in ourselves and mirrored in, in what, what we're, the process that we're allowing ourselves to go through. And so it's so important to, you know, to understand that, like, 
to, to be like you said, really like awakened to it because it's, it's not an, it's, it's really not an easy thing to do. I think, you know, like social media and like this idea of we can all be conscious parents, which we, I believe we all can make it, make it seem like very light. Like, yeah, I'm not yelling. I'm not losing my cool. I'm not putting my kid in timeout. Like, you know, I got this, but it's so much deeper than that. It's really allowing ourselves that, you know, even like I shared and, and I, I think it just fits in perfectly. Like you said, you know, like I shared like these awakenings I had, like that's what allowed me to come to parent consciously. And you know what? I'm sure there's a lot more awakenings down the road that I'm going to have. And I'm in a constant, you know, I'm, I'm constantly growing. We all are constantly growing if we allow ourselves to. And that is such an important thing to be in touch with, with ourselves, because that's really what's going to make like, I believe the biggest changes in our family. Yes. It's really wonderful to have the tools, you know, to have our toolbox and to know the words to use because we might, you know, because we need to retrain our own brains, you know, like to use different language and the language that was used with us um, that wasn't quote unquote conscious or gentle or respectful, right. That created all sorts of limiting beliefs um, that we now carry within ourselves as adults. But um, the most important thing I really, really believe is, is the, is the spiritual work that we're doing on ourselves. Um, And that I think is going to affect our children the most. I I love that you said that. Could you kind of further dive into like what that spiritual work means to you, what you would want to share with others who are listening of like, because this is deeper work, right? Like you said, you can have all the tools. Oh, I'm just going to, you know, not yell. And I'm not going to, you know, use those words. or I'm not going to say good and bad or, you know, all these things. And it's like easier said than done. Cause even raising my yes. hands, like I constantly catch myself, but at the end of the day, you can have all the tools and all the things that you're supposed to do supposedly, But then, like you said, if you haven't done the work, if you haven't actually realized that there really is such a spiritual tie-in with this, there is a spiritual healing and journey within this, it's not going to shift. It's maybe going to be a band-aid. It's maybe going to work for a little bit, and then it's going to go away because you're not going to have the inner work to be able to access to them, like you said, handle your children in that matter because they are a mirror, as you've said, and they do push buttons and trigger and all those things. So what is that kind of like work, like that spiritual work look like to you? Of course, I know it's different for everyone. And this is why you have this piece of your coaching and what you do as a, you know, parent conscious parenting coach. But what would you say to those listening that maybe are kind of brand new into this or, you know, are just becoming a parent and they're kind of waking up to all different things and going to their own awakenings? Like, what does that spiritual work look like on a, you know, general sense when we talk about that, when it comes to that? And then also, can you further go into like that healing and that, you know, inner child healing of why that is so important and like how we navigate something like that? Because I feel like, and I know you feel this way too, like the collective is truly going through that right now, whether some are actually conscious of it or not. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, we're all going through so many shifts and awakenings right now, whether like you said, we're conscious of it or not. And I think some people are conscious of it, but they don't it's like they see it's happening, but they can't recognize it or understand it because nobody's brought it even to their attention before, which is really interesting. So yes. So, so the first thing I want to mention is like, you spoke about trauma, you know, and we all carry trauma because what is trauma? Trauma doesn't have to be, like you said, a big event. Trauma is what happens when we go through something and we 
don't give ourselves the space to process what happened. So it could be something as big as a car accident, something as small as someone grabbing something out of our hand. If it really like hurt us, if we felt defense, you know, like defenseless, if we felt like we couldn't stand up for ourselves, that could create a trauma. And so as parents, I think it's really important. Now, how do we notice where trauma is and lies for us? Our children help us to do that. Because when our, you know, you, you may have one child who yells at a parent and one parent, that parent may be able to like be okay with the yelling, right? Like they might be able to notice that the yelling is just their child raising their voice because they're feeling unheard. Um, and it's not a big deal for them, but they'll have a child who will start hitting their sibling. And that will be very difficult for them to watch, Right. That's called a trigger. That's showing you that the trigger for the parent is when they see their child using their hands and the elevated voice is not a big deal for them because for that specific parent, there's something in the hitting. Maybe they were hit as a child. Maybe they watched someone else get hit. Maybe, you know, I don't know. There's something around the hitting. And so that is like a trigger point for them. Another parent might not be bothered by the hitting as much as they're triggered by the yelling because they had parents who yelled a lot or a teacher who yelled at them and they were never given the space. And this is where the trauma comes back and given the space to process what it is that they went through. And because they weren't given the space to process what it is that they went through, that yelling or the hitting became like etched into their brain as a very, as like a red flag, as a very scary circumstance. And so for parents, it's about starting to recognize what are the things that our children are doing that are setting us off because that's how we can, that's how we can like look deeper into what are our own triggers. And then that's how we can then look deeper into where is that coming from and why specifically is that bothering me? Because it might not bother another person the same way because they don't have any trauma or any, any, you know, pain around it. And it's what's literally happening is your child is doing or saying something and your inner child, that little girl or boy who was harmed or hurt or yelled at is, is coming out. And that's what we say, like when the inner child is coming out, which I think is like, you know, this language that like a lot of people use now and we're, we're, but we don't necessarily know what it means. Literally what's happening is that little girl or boy who never worked through that could be one time the teacher screamed at them and embarrassed them and made them feel, you know, horrible for something that they actually didn't do. You know, that little boy or girl is getting triggered in that moment. And that's what we're feeling. And that's why we want to react so big and, and, and yell back or, or we recoil and we freeze. You know, I have parents that I work with who are scared of their children. It's like, scared of your child. Well, yes, because the way the child is acting is reminding them of something that happened when they were a child, perhaps, that was a moment that was really scary for them that they never processed, they never worked through. So this is, you know, for me, a huge, I think a huge awakening that we can all even start to have, even without working with someone, working with someone really helps us to pinpoint, right? Like, what, where the trauma is coming from, what it is. And then of course heal it, which is the most important thing, you know, even although it's, it's, it's nice to know where it's coming from, what's most important is healing it so that we can interact with our children and understand that their behavior is communication. And it's not point, like, it's not like they're singling us out and doing it to us because they know it's, it's, they want to hurt us. Child never really wants to hurt their parent. They're trying to communicate something and we get triggered deeply by that behavior because we don't know what to do with it or because it's bringing up something that was never healed within us. 
Wow. That last part. I mean, all of what you said was powerful, but bringing up something that was never healed within us. And, you know, I think the greater part of this awakening for so many of us, I know, especially that are really awake right now are realizing there are so many parts of us that aren't healed and it's leading us to go through these massive journeys of what's true, what's not true, what is my truth versus what was told was my truth and all these things, right? And then correct me if I'm wrong, Rebecca, but when you're in this conscious parenting space, like you're essentially teaching your children how to be sovereign beings and to always have their own truths and not have anyone tell them what their truths are. Yes, you're going to guide them. Yes, you're going to help them. Yes, all those things, but you're not going to essentially shame them into believing one thing. You're not going to maybe use a certain program that we had as children that tells you you're wrong because A, B, C, D, like you're really coming from a space of, I am awake to this now. I'm essentially reprogramming myself. I'm healing myself so that you have the tools to be able to be your own sovereign being and have your own truths. And you don't have that type of programming within you. Yeah, 100%. You know, and I'll even give like a little personal example. Yesterday, my daughter was like, I don't know, making a list of, she likes to make lists. She's seven. She likes to write and make lists. And she was listing different things. Like she's going to do like things she wants to do around the house to help. And one line she wrote, and I was like, oh my goodness, where did this come from? She wrote like, make my family happy. And I looked at her and I said, you, I said, that's so beautiful that you want your family to be happy, but you are not responsible for anyone's happiness, but your own. And I was like, do you hear me? (laughs) You know, I wanted to like, I was, I just looked her in the eyes and I was like, it's so beautiful, you know, but please remember you're, you're not responsible for anyone's happiness, but your, but your own happiness, right? Yeah. Our children are not responsible to, you know, and that goes with like to carry our feelings. Like things like you're making me so angry right now, or you see what you did, or I'm, I'm flustered because you keep yelling at me, whatever we're putting all, we're putting like, we're taking away our own power and we're blaming our kids for our feelings. And we're blaming our kids for the things that we haven't been able to take responsibility over. And, you know, it really, it, it, it's like, it's in, it's in the, it's in the little things too, right? It doesn't have to be like the big things, but I know so many parents are using that language. I know I've used and can still let slip that kind of language because it's something that has been so programmed within us, like you said, you know, and definitely like helping our children to understand that like they're, they have like body autonomy, you know, like they get to say and choose like who hugs them, who kisses them. You know, if my child is like, don't touch me, I'm going to respect that. You know, I'm going to let them know I'm here whenever they do want that hug. I'm not going anywhere. I'm standing right next to you. And when you want that hug, I'm here, but I'm going to, res- I'm going to respect that. You know, it's like, we as adults want to have autonomy and want to feel um, like we have our personal boundaries and that people respect them. Well, why is it so hard for so many of, of us as adults to, to stand in that and to be clear on our boundaries and to not feel like bad about putting up boundaries It's because as children, nobody respected ours. And if we want our children to learn how to listen to themselves, stand up for what they believe in, like you said, then we have to give them the space to do that in our home. Our home is the practice ground for them to go out into real life and be like that. Right. And so like, I don't like my children to listen to me. Like I really don't, we, t- we use the words cooperation. We use the word respect, but that was another thing she wrote something about cooperation. And I said, that's so beautiful. And I love that you want to cooperate. I also want you to always tell me if there's something I'm asking you to do, that doesn't feel right to you. You need mm-hmm. to listen to your body. And that's another big one. Like what does your body feel like? You know, are you hungry? I'm not hungry. Okay. I'm going to, it's dinner time. 
but your body's telling you you're not hungry right now, that's okay. Maybe you're still going to ask your child to sit at the table with you because it's family time, but to not force them to eat, which we love to do, you know, or force them into doing things because, and, and to just like, and to constantly thank them for letting you know how they feel is something that's really simple, but so profound. Like, thank you for letting me know you're hungry or not hungry. Thank you for letting me know you have to use a bathroom or you're not ready to go on the potty. Thank you for letting me know, you know, you're tired or not tired, whatever it is. Like, I love the way you listen to your body. I love that line too. You know, just, just because we want our, we want our children to grow up like as sovereign beings, as like people that know how they feel and they're not just able to recognize how they feel, but they're like confident in how they feel. They're able to articulate it. They're able to stand in it and hold it, you know, no matter who or what comes and sways them. And as parents, we're the most, you know, dominant authority figure that children have in their lives, besides for maybe their teachers at school, but parents more so because we're with them more than their teachers are. And so we want to show them that like, yes, I want, yes, cooperation and respect for everyone, but that doesn't mean you don't, you can't speak up in a respectful way. That doesn't mean you can't let me know if something doesn't feel right to you. I love that. And I, I love that you said like, kind of also thanking them for sharing that, like you said, like, if, you know, I don't want to do that right now, like instead of meeting them with resistance, thanking them for sharing that with you and being open to that. So they know they can share with you. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing that, or I'm not, you know, hungry or whatever it may be. And you're right. I mean, look, I'm constantly, why don't you want to eat dinner? You know, I'm not hungry. Just have a little bit more. And it's like having to think in my own head of like, well, if I'm not hungry, I don't eat. So like, why am I, you know, like, and, and, and thinking in a way that like, we, we know better quote unquote, because we are the quote unquote parent, you know, but at the same time, like they are their own soul. They are their own individual and letting them also like go through their own journey while still guiding them, of course, that they're safe and they haven't, you know, idea of what's going on. And I think that like, you know, how you were saying, like, you know, like listening to your body and being conscious and teaching them that is so important for them to come from a conscious space and be like, okay, I understand how this works. And they're going to be more open to receiving that versus you're going to tell me what I'm going to feel, which is what we've all, the program we've all been in of like, how you're going to feel, what you're going to do, what's correct. Quote unquote. What you can say. Right. What are you going to say? Right. All of it. Oh, just get along with them just because, you know, yeah. all those things that are just like totally goes against everything that we are as beings, you know? Um, and I know one of the things, you know, you said to me, because we've had a lot of deep chats, obviously over, you know, our friendship. And I know one of the things you said to me, anything that's coming up for you right now, you know, is because it needs to heal is because, and you can heal it. Can we go a little into kind of what the things you just spoke to and tie that into the healing work of us as parents? Because we kind of talked about trauma and triggers. I would love to bring it into kind of the healing space and further into like your work. And maybe we can even dive into the Akashic Records and like what you personally do and why, you know, of course, there's all different types of conscious parenting coaches out there. But for you, you've really found your gift within not only the conscious parenting space, but really tied into spirituality and that healing. And you use Akashic Records as one of those tools. I do. I do my work from my Akashic Records. So there are people who open, you know, open um, the people they're working with their records. I don't do that for now. Um, but I do work within my records because I find that, you know, within, within the Akashic Records are basically like 
every person has like their book of life where the, you know, there's no beginning or end. It's like your entire um, journey as a soul exists within that. And so you're operating from the space of, of peace and love and kindness. And um, there's no judgment there. It's all good. Um, and I believe that whenever we are going through any struggle or challenge in our lives, and this is separate from, from the Akashic Records, but this is just a belief I have, um, although I imagine it, it exists in this, you know, in this perfected world, I really believe like everything comes from the same source anyway. So you can call it Akashic Records, you can call it Theta Healing, you can call it whatever you want to call it. I really believe they're, they're all, everything is, is coming, is one. Um, and I believe that whenever we have a challenge or a struggle or deep pain that's coming up, it's there to, to show us something that we can heal. And what we can heal it by uncovering it, right? By going through it, by going back to it, um, through through perhaps processing the feelings we didn't feel the last time, just connecting the dots, um, and 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 like and like this healing it. And so, you know, whether it's a challenge with our child, um, whether it's a challenge with a partner or an ex partner or at work or wherever it might be when challenges come up, I believe it's the universe's way of saying like, Hey, you have some growth to do. I'm going to show you something. You know, the reason why you're getting this, this, this obstacle right now is because there's something for you to learn. There's even a spark of your soul to reclaim, right? Because what happens when we go through traumatic experiences or we, um, we go through, you know, different like painful experiences in our life, we like lose a part of ourselves, Right. And then we find ourselves like as adults and why do, why is it, why is there the word like broken? Right. Or we just feel disconnected from ourselves. I can't find my inner peace. We've given over so much of ourselves to other people and other, other, you know, and not just as children, as young adults. I mean, up until this point, anytime something happens and we're not okay with it, we, we give off, give away a piece of ourselves. And so I look at it like, when a challenge or something painful is coming up, it's giving the, the universe, God, whatever you want to call source is giving us this opportunity to reclaim that part of our soul, reclaim that spark that we gave over of ourselves to heal back into like a whole complete being. Um, and so, you know, while challenges are uncomfortable and painful, if we can be able to go through them and understand you know, understand why they're happening, give them the proper attention they need. We can actually, I believe, clear them and heal them. Um, and the beauty of children and parenting is that our children will bring up so many, so many things for us that quote unquote cause us grief, you know, are difficult or challenging for us. But really what they're doing is they're putting us on this like fast track to healing. It's our choice, whether we're going to embrace that or not, you know, but it's kind of like when you're, you know, you're swimming up river, like you, you know, you're just going to keep trying to gasp for air until you, it's just, it's like the challenge might go away for a little bit, but it will come back. If it's something you need to go through as a soul, right. As a soul in this world, this is something you need to experience. This is something you need to heal. It's going to keep hitting you over the head a little bit harder each time until you're like, all right, I get it. I need to heal this part of me. Yeah. Well, and I love that you said that about how we kind of give away our peace each time. And then we, if we don't heal it and we don't essentially bring it back to center. And like you said, then God and the universe and realize that like, this is a much bigger picture to that. And we have to actually heal it in order to go forward. Then we're going to keep having those messages. And we've all experienced that, whether we're conscious of it or not. Like I think about all the times, like I went through all those different things and 
I didn't realize how much God was trying to wake me up. And I was just like in autopilot, just go, go, go. And then it was like, to the point of, for me, you know, my postpartum depression and my traumatic birth and all these things that essentially unearthed all these things that I just wasn't dealing with that all came up through all of that. And I had no choice, but to heal it because I was so dark and so, you know, down if you will, and had no idea how to get through. And I couldn't go back to the way I was doing things because it wasn't working. So I had no choice, but to be forced forward. And I mean, don't you kind of feel like when you hit your, you know, breakdown and you talk about, you know, your third child and all the things like, do you feel like you tried to like do things to like kind of put a bandaid on it or tried to move forward? And eventually you just realized like there was no forward, like you had to actually have that awakening to change what was happening and to shift yourself to go forward. Absolutely. 100%. And wouldn't it be so much like we, it would be so much easier if we would just embrace that. You know, I think that that's something I've learned to do a lot more. Like I don't need it to get so bad anymore to be able to say, Hey, there's something to work on here. And you know, Ali, what's interesting is when we do understand that, like, yes, 100%, that was like a very dark period. I was very postpartum. I've had three C-sections, two very traumatic births. Um, so I completely relate to, you know, to, to what you're saying. And it, it, it does leave you in this dark space and it's, it's really hard. And what I would love to do is help parents understand that, like, we don't have to get to that deep, dark space. You know, like there are like little things that happen all day when we feel uncomfortable with, with something and it doesn't have to be something so big, notice it and go into it. What is it showing you? Like, you know, like it can be simple things. Like I was talking with a parent who, you know, like she, she drops her kids off at school and she like walks into the parking lot and she sees like a group of moms standing around. And it's so hard for her to approach the group of moms, you know, because she feels uncomfortable. She feels insecure. And they're such nice moms. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's like, it's her thing. It's not about the moms. And when you can like go, when you can recognize like that in and of itself is like unearthing something for you to heal. It doesn't have to get really dark to the place where you like have no friends or you feel completely alone and depressed. You can use that as like, oh, you know, why am I feeling uncomfortable approaching this group? Where does it come from? Does it come from high school? Does it come from middle school? Where is it coming from? Let me heal it before I get to the place where like there's like I have to heal it because there is no way forward if I don't. And we get those little messages all day long. And that's some of the messages our children are giving us. And once we heal that part of ourselves, our children's behavior changes, our children change, our family dynamic changes. It's not about, it is like, it's like, you know, I love to give words for parents to use phrases to help them. I think that is important, but more importantly is understanding that you want to heal your children. You want to see them a shift. You want to see a shift with your family. Just do the work on yourself, you know, notice what it's bringing up. And, and then I believe for many of us, especially those who are awake, naturally that intuition will come naturally. It will be ignited. Naturally you'll be able to find the words, you know, um, that you think you don't have, but really truly you do. Because another part is that so much of what we went through as children is what our children are going to go through because we didn't heal them. And so they're going to bring up the stuff that we need to heal. And so, you know, the words your kid needs because they're the words you needed as a kid too. And it's really about bringing yourself back to that pure space that your children are in without all the accumulation of judgment and garbage that we've accumulated up until this point, helping ourselves to clear that. So we can just like connect so directly and purely with our children. Our children are so, they come out so pure and perfect. It's just our reactions and our judgments that, you know, create all the garbage around 
Yeah, <laughs> well, it happens. Yeah. And I mean, we know, you know, they're, they're given from, you know, God and they yeah. come from that. And so they are so pure and they are so connected and that's why they are so intuitive, you know, and, and it's society and the garbage and the noise and all the things that take that away from them and took that away from us really when we were, you know, children. And I love that you said that too, about, you know, when things not only that are coming up that you need to heal, but that like, when you realize you're saying things to your child, it's actually things that you need to hear, whether you realize it or not. And there is a healing and there is a clearing and, you know, that lets you move forward, you know, within that. And, you know, when people, you know, even come to me and are like, you know, I'm kind of waking up to all these different things and everything that's happening in the world. And then I look at things with my children, you know, I'm like, I know it's overwhelming. Like it was for me too. And I woke up and there was so much to look at and so many things, but like, I think that we're really being called to heal on so many levels, you know, regardless of all the corruption going on outside, regardless of all these systems kind of showing themselves, all these things that are happening, the deep root of everything is to heal all those things in order to go forward and be able to shift ourselves. You know, and like you said so beautifully, like when you actually heal and do the work, then you actually see the shift within your children and within yourself and within your family. And then you actually see things like play out. And I love that you said too about that, you know, intuition, because that is God given to us, you know, we, we have that within us, we've just been essentially programmed not to have it. And, you know, I think it was really amazing how you said, like, when you search for the words, and you actually trust yourself and realize, like, I have them, I've always had them. I think so many parents feel like they have to turn to a system, they have to turn to what is quote unquote status quo, or what is right, or what they've been told, what they've been programmed to believe is the correct thing. And it's like, at the end of the day, you know, your children or your child best, you know, like what is needed, you know, what you're feeling for a reason and you have to go with that. But we've been taught for so long not to trust our intuition and not to do that. What would you say in a conscious space, how people, they go through this, you know, spiritual awakening, they want to be conscious. They're in the parenting space. How do they navigate that? I guess, dance and duality between the programming and all the things they've been told and taught quote unquote as right to actually unlearning and being able to step into their own truth and their own intuition and tap into that God given, you know, true gift of look, you're, you know, you were given this amazing gift of being a parent. You have the tools within you. How do you, how do you start to access those? And of course, you know, like people can work with you and there's, you know, coaches all around the world that do this work, but just starting at the basics of like, how do you even look at that for yourself before you even feel comfortable going to the next level and saying like I did of like wanting a coach and like wanting that type of support? Because of course we have to start with us before we can even go to the next level. Yeah. You know, I think it's also really important for people to start with themselves because there's a person, a coach or a guide or a healer can't help a person until they want to help themselves too. You know, like, and I, you can go to the best healer in the world. If you're not ready to be healed, they can't do anything for you. So it's so important to, um, the first thing that came to me, Ali, is really like step-by-step because it can be, it's so much at once. We want to change everything and we want to heal everything and we want everything to be great and perfect and like figure it all out. Like we don't, there's no need for that. There's no rush, you know, go like, it's like, it's, we, we, we're so programmed to just like, we need to jump into everything and receive everything at once. You know, it's like, like your children go slowly learn, you know, and, and give yourself that space and that, 
you know, gentleness and just kind of like allowing what come, what comes to you, you know, to come and, um, go step by step is the first thing I think just like give take, take a few deep breaths, you know, whenever you're feeling overwhelmed by it and just go slowly and, and to really, I think, create, cultivate this desire for, for healing, you know, um, I'm trying to think like really, you know, like what does that even look like, right? Like, like a desire for healing because it's, it's, it's starting to notice like what are the things that you want to change about yourself, you know, noticing the things like where did it come from? If you can give yourself a few minutes, you know, like this is actually, I think this can be really helpful when we're having, like we're deeply triggered, something's happening and we're feeling upset or angry, challenged, give yourself those moments to just feel your feelings, just feel them. Don't run, don't run away from them. Don't, you know, I, I know I used to do that and still can do that a lot of times, you know, like I don't give my, like, it's like something happens and it's like, okay, no, but I have to go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. No, I need to sit with these feelings. What am I feeling? Name them. I'm feeling really angry. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling fearful. You know, I don't know, whatever it might be, Google feeling words. There's like so many feelings and just sit with those feelings. Because what that does is it allows us to start to process. And when we start to process and realize like, oh my gosh, I'm having all of those feelings. We're starting to reconnect with ourselves. With like who we are as people, people with feelings. Feelings are like my favorite thing to go into and to talk and heal, talk about and heal because I was so closed off from my feelings for so long. And I, and then suddenly I would be really anxious or have so much fear. And I was like, not know where it was coming from. Oh, it's because I've been allowing them to layer and layer and layer and layer and layer in my body. And suddenly they're exploding from me and they feel so big and so overwhelming. I don't know what to do with them. It's like, start to just give yourself time to just like notice what you're feeling. And I know that that might sound like, but I need more than that right now. But this by itself is huge for parents because once you can, once you can get to a place where you're in touch with what you're feeling you can come to a coach, you can come to a healer and they'll be able to connect with you on a deeper level because you've started to connect with yourself. Does that, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's well. And I think like, you know, you saying like step-by-step step and explaining like it's, it's not first off all or nothing. And it's right. not just one thing. It's an ongoing journey, which is pretty much what this awakening is, right? As when you wake up and you awakened all different things and you do want to fix everything and you want to, it's like so overwhelming, but it's like when you actually, like you said, kind of take a step back and realize like there's so much that also has to start with you besides the collective and everything else going on outside. It's like, if we could all work on ourselves, so much is going to shift on the outside along with, of course, our children. And I love that you said like it, it is this ongoing journey and it is something as simple with starting with, your feelings, which we've all been taught for, we know many reasons not to feel. And now we're all starting to like feel and it's like, Whoa, what is this? And yes. why am I so overwhelmed? Why am I so anxious? And why am I, I mean, that was me like, the other day. I was just like crying and crying, crying for no reason. I was just like, I just needed to feel I hadn't been feeling, you know? And I think like society teaches us so much of like, push your feelings aside, just put it in a shelf and move along and you can go back yes. to it. And it's like, no, just like you said, like, just feel because then also we can teach our children to feel, you know, and I was crying the other day on my couch, you know, Amelia came over and put her hands on my face and she was just like rubbing me. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm okay. I just, 
I'm having a sad day and I need to cry. And even though I could tell she was concerned about me, I could also see this like level of like understanding, like mama just needs to release. And I'm just going to sit here and kind of be in this like softer space, not as crazy as I usually am. And just sit here and kind of rub her face and love on her, which was beautiful of her. And, you know, I think that the more we allow that and allow that to be normal and that vulnerability and to open up to that, which really is like you said, like going back to who we are as you know, a soul and not just who society has told us to be and and not that you're, you know, just this one thing or this one thing defines you, but actually like feeling all of yourself and having it all come together in one beautiful piece. It's like, oh, okay. I can feel again. I can find that inner peace. I can understand what I'm feeling. I can allow this process to happen and be conscious of it and not think like what's wrong with me or why do I feel this way or whatever, all these things that all come up for all of us that we don't know what to do or manage. Yeah. And to like you said, like allow yourself, allow ourselves to cry. Crying is therapy. Crying is release. You know, I, I was once lying with my daughter at, at nighttime, my seven-year-old and she was crying. She's like, mommy, I don't even know why I'm crying. I'm like, well, you know, was there a time where you felt like crying today and you held it in? She's like, yeah, when you dropped me off and well, that's it. You know, when we hold our tears in, then we hold them and they have to come out at some point. So they can come up, come out explosively on our child, you know, or they can, or we can like proactively allow them to come out and just, and understand that it's actually a strength, not a weakness. It's, you know, it's a strength to be able to be vulnerable, even if it's just with ourselves, you know, even if it's just alone in a room and allowing ourselves to process and to, and to let it go. Like we, we're not supposed to hold it all in. Then we store it in our bodies, which is why all there are all these ailments in the world that don't always need to exist because we're holding so much in our bodies and that energy gets stuck in different places. And something else that I thought of Ali for, you know, for parents is like, you know, as you're learning things and you're being awakened, just like start to check in with yourself about what is, what does and doesn't resonate with you. What does and doesn't feel right to you. You know, like, is there something that you've heard forever and it just like never felt right, but you never paid attention to that little voice that was saying that doesn't feel right. You know, I think there's so much of that for all of us all the time. And we need to get to a place where we're valuing that, like that, that is your intuition. You want to know how to bring your intuition Start just listening to it. Start paying attention to those moments where like, this doesn't feel right. Okay. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. No, don't. Or if you did it, go back and say, well, why didn't that feel right? And why did I do it? Even though it didn't feel right. And there's so much in those moments too. You know, it's even in the times when we yell at our child, we lose it. Okay. So it happened. So now let me understand why it happened. Forgive yourself. It's okay. There's because there's some, something hurting inside of you. You know, it doesn't make you a bad parent. It makes you a human parent. So let, but, but the idea is why did I yell? Why did I scream? Why did I punish in that way? Where is that coming from? And that's the most important thing to do. That's what their children are going to feel. And that's going to help us connect deeper with, with that intuition that maybe some of us are discovering just like, you know, piece by piece, one thing at a time, like, does this resonate with me? Does this not resonate with me? You know, am I okay with this? Am I not? I think that's a question that a lot of us don't even know how to ask ourselves. It takes time to learn how to ask yourself, like, how does this feel to me? Right. How does it feel to my child? Well, how does it feel to me? Yeah, I know. I love that you said that because I get so many people say to me, like, how do you know your intuition and how do you trust that? And, you know, when someone tells you, you know, you should do this and, you know, you're like, but that doesn't feel right. Like you're right. That is your God-given intuition. Like that is 
within you that we've all been taught not to listen to for so long. And it's like, now people that are waking up are starting to be like, wait, that doesn't feel right. Wait, I maybe never actually subscribed to that, but I just followed along because that's what I was told was right. And I love that you said that because I think that's such a beautiful way to kind of bring this all together. It's like, when we awaken as parents and when we talk about that conscious space, it really does start with our intuition. <laughs> I felt like I'm stop myself. Thank you. Um, you know, it really does, it comes from that place of like what is really within me and 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 you know, and and needs to come out and be seen and and heard, like you said, and be like, okay, because then you can go to a conscious space and say, this is what I think. And this is what I feel. And this is what I believe, regardless of what's being told to me. This is what I feel. This is my truth. This is what a sovereign being, right? This is what Christ consciousness is. In my opinion, this is what God wanted, you know, source everything wanted you to be and uh, more, right? And so when you tap into that, you start to realize, like you said, but it can be so overwhelming and it can be so much when you're awakening. So it's like starting with that simple what resonates, what doesn't, what feels right, what doesn't listening to yourself, actually tapping into that, then being able to go through all the other steps of what brings you further into being a conscious parent. So I think that was such a beautiful way to kind of tie all that together, because I know we talked about a lot, which I love everything we discussed, but I think that there are some people who are kind of just waking up now. There are parents who want to be quote unquote, I want to say a lot of parents will say like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm woke or I'm, you know, I'm uh, going with the trend of, you know, what's going on or whatever, you know, you want a terminology you want to use, but it's like, but that doesn't matter because you're still following a program. You're still following what people are saying is whatever because of social media, because of this, because that, but like you said, if you're actually doing the work, if you're actually healing yourself and you're actually stepping into the yes and no of what is your intuition, what actually feels right. You're going to awaken within yourself of what is what you want as a parent, as your person of who you are versus what someone else is going to tell you. Even if they're like the most awake person and totally spiritually connected, it doesn't mean it's necessarily your truth. I've had to learn that too. Like it's whatever, like you said, resonates to you, you know, yes and no, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And, and why, and why is that? And how do you move through that? You know? So I just, I think that was so beautifully said um, before we, you know, kind of wrap this up. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Obviously everything will be in the show notes guys. So you can find Rebecca and follow her, which I highly recommend. She's always posting the most like beautiful content and just fun stuff to really get your brain going. Whenever I see something, I'm like, Oh, need to hear that. need to see that today. Um, you know, and I mean, of course, how they can, you know, reach you will be in the show notes as well. If they want to work with you, but how would you kind of bring this entire kind of space together? Because we did talk about so much of trauma and healing and inner child work and intuition. Like what would be something that you would share as kind of, um, I guess, you know, as like kind of a um, way to sum this all up for someone who is awakening in their own journey and does want to yes. step into the conscious parenting space. Yes. This is coming to me so strongly right now. Don't be afraid of healing. Don't be afraid to heal. Don't be afraid to, we're, I think we're so afraid. Like we, we said, like feelings are so hard. We're so afraid of feelings. We're so afraid to feel the pain. We're afraid to go there and we shut ourselves off and, off and block ourselves off. And many of us don't remember parts of our childhood 
because it was too painful. Don't be afraid to heal. Don't be afraid to do this work. It is the most empowering work. It is the work that will set you free. It's like sometimes, you know, the pain, it's hard. It's like we resist it. We don't want to feel the pain, but the pain is what will set you free. The pain, you know, going in healing will set you free. And, um, and I just, I, I really just wish for all parents to, to not be afraid of that. And also very importantly, um, specifically for moms, but I think for all parents is this idea of, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with you that you have healing. There's nothing wrong with you that you ask for help. I find with a lot of parents, they call me and they're like, kind of like timid and they're, you know, like, I think I need help, but like, I'm a really good parent and I really don't yell that much, but you know, there's like a few things that are worrying me, but like, I'm really good. And it's like, I'm not judging you. That is not the point. I have lots of things that I'm still healing we are all human. Every single parent has things that they need to heal and things that they need to change and to grow. It's just a matter of stepping into your power and taking ownership over it. So it's, it's like you can either continue to live in the space of like, I don't want to admit that I have stuff going on because I want to be, you know, I'm a good parent and like, I'm fine. Or just be like, yeah, I'm a great parent. And because I'm a great parent, I'm going to do this healing because I'm going to be kind of even, it's not even about being a greater parent. I'm going to be happier for myself, you know, and I am a great parent, a great parent heals. So don't be afraid of that healing. Don't be afraid of that pain. Go into it because at the end of it is like this huge, bright, shining light at the end of the tunnel. I love that. That's so powerful and so beautiful. Tell us where we can find you and follow you. And again, everything will be in the show notes. Thank you. Okay. So I have, my website is um, navigatingparenting.com, www.navigatingparenting.com. My Instagram is, um, my Instagram handle is navigating parenting. Also my email is Rebecca at navigatingparenting.com, but you can go to my website and email me through there. You can go on my Instagram and direct message me. I'm pretty good about getting back through, um, through that. And so those are two great ways to, to find me and to work with me. And I, and when I work with parents, it's, we're going on a journey together. We're going on a journey of support of no judgment, because no matter what you think you've done, someone else has done it before. There's nothing. If you're a parent who wants to be better and do better, you're already a great parent. That's it. You are. And so don't be afraid of that healing because it's going to help heal you. It's going to help heal your children, future generations. And you know what? it can even help heal your relationship with your own parents. We're healing like all this generational stuff through the work that we do. Well, thank you so much for that. For everyone listening, I hope it really helps you to be able to step into a more conscious space, further awaken, especially as a parent or if you're becoming a parent and be able to do that work. And, you know, this show is all about our own awakenings, our own journeys. So like Rebecca said so beautifully, it is a journey. So be easy on yourself, have grace. And know that, you know, this new space of parenting and being conscious and being gentle, it's it's not easy, but it's totally worth it as someone who is going through it myself as a new parent. And it is so worth it, not just for our children, but as Rebecca said, also for ourselves and to heal and to heal ourselves in the world. So Rebecca, thank you so much. And thank you so much I for having me. All have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you.